This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. You know, hair so iconic it needs no introduction. Jen's just a girl, just like us, and faces the same struggles we all do, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. My favorite in-shower product is the Intensive Repair Treatment because I'm so overdue for a trim and it's been so good for reducing breakage on my dead ends. The products are naturally derived, plant-based, and without silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, they're cruelty-free and vegan too. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolavie.com. As our loyal listeners, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your entire order when you use code FORTHEGIRLS at checkout. That's 15% off of your order at L-O-L-A-V-I-E dot com with promo code for the girls. Please note that you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. In just 10 seconds, how many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your hair. How about businesses on Shopify? When I first thought of starting my own business, I was so overwhelmed about having no idea how to start. But Shopify made it so easy and now I have my own online store of feminine clothing and lingerie. Shopify is the global commerce platform that gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash for the girls all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Settling is not an option. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? (laughs) Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of for the girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we are talking about when to quit something and overstaying. And this topic was requested by a listener, honestly, at the perfect time. It's relevant to me and my life. And then shortly after that, I actually got a Dear Victoria submission from someone that was basically on the same exact topic without even knowing that this episode was coming up so we have a good dear victoria submission about a relationship at the end of this episode and yeah we got a lot to talk about but before we get into it i want to just remind you all about the links that are in my show notes if you are interested in inquiring about one-on-one coaching with me and you want to get on a 15-minute intro call to tell me what you have going on and i could give you all the details and the rates and whatnot click the link in my bio to send a form if you want to get on the wait list for the queens of confidence group coaching program fall session get on the wait list now that's at victoriaalario.com which is also linked in the show notes that's not going to be available again like i said until the fall another few months but getting on the wait list now secures your spot in getting a first look 
at the details. You're getting first access before it's open to the public. You're even going to get a little discount code for signing up from being on the wait list. So definitely get your name on that. Even if you're not 100% sure at this point in time, if you're going to join in the fall, it doesn't hurt to just put your name on the wait list so that you know if you do join, it's guaranteed that you're getting first access and the VIP discount. Also in the show notes, you can find links to shop. We have the For the Girls crew neck, which I'm actually wearing right now. It is by far my favorite crew neck. I'm wearing it all the time, so I do have it on as we speak. Every Anyone who would ever like FaceTime me, I'm literally wearing it all the time. And I have to tell people, I do have three so I do wash them on rotation. I'm not wearing the same exact one sweatshirt every single day. I know that makes me look kind of dirty, but I promise I have three of them. <laughs> and you'll also find the link to shop Vixen the Label, which is my own small business. It is a women's feminine clothing and lingerie brand. And you can also find my email, victoria.forthegirlspodcast at gmail.com, which is where I accept Dear Victoria submissions. So if you need advice or you just want to talk about something and hear what I have to say on your situation, then send me a Dear Victoria segment with the subject titled Dear Victoria for a chance to have it featured on an upcoming episode. So let's talk when to quit, when to know to quit. And I think it's cliche, but the saying when you know, you know, applies here. And cliches become cliche because they're true. And there's a reason why people have repeated the same sayings in certain situations for so many years. And that is exactly this moment when you know you know it applies no matter what the situation is personal or professional romantic or platonic whatever it might be when you know something has run its course when you feel the fire inside of you burn out or when you feel the shift from in love to just love these are all feelings that are coming up to tell you to let go. It's okay to let go. It's okay to move on. They're not just coming up by coincidence. There's a reason, a true divine reason why you're seeing the shift from being in love to just, yeah, I still love that person, but not in the same way. Sometimes, or maybe even most of the time, we hold on to things for dear life for the sake of comfortability or history knowing how this cycle is going to go because letting go is taking a risk it's the risk of starting over and not having an immediate replacement or the risk of not knowing what to do next or where to go from here it's human nature to just go the safe route because it calms our nervous system since we typically know the outcome and what to expect. Even if it's a toxic relationship or a job you hate, there's still comfort in knowing what comes next. Oh, we always fight and break up and get back together. This is just what we do. Or, you know what, I always get belittled at work, even when I do a good job. So I already know 
I can never win. I already know that's just how the cookie's going to crumble. My boss is always talking shit. My coworkers are always being passive aggressive toward me and whatnot. Yeah, I just already know. Cycles are predictable. And we stay rotating on these cycles because we almost feel like we're in control of something. Like we know how the cycle is going to go and we are deciding to stay in it. And we have this mindset of like, oh, well, I can make changes whenever I want. So I'm just going to hold on for a little bit longer until something else shows up. Then I'll make the change. And I'm just going to stay doing this because whatever, it's easier. And then when it feels like the quote, quote, right time, everyone loves to wait for this right time that doesn't exist. Then when it's that right time, then I'll make the changes. Then I'll get out of this relationship. Then I'll get a new job. I just need to wait for something else to show up first. It's a huge scarcity mindset. Only a very abundant-minded person is willing to take risks and put themselves in a situation where they don't know what comes next. They don't have that comfortability because they believe that there's more out there and that there's more to come. But what would happen if we did take those risks and if we did let things go? Yes, maybe for a few days, our nervous system would be all out of whack and we'll be all in our head. Like, what did I do? Did I make a mistake? Should I call him? Should I text him? Should I try one more time? Let me just say I changed my mind. But all of this short term confusion and heartache is for a long-term reward i always say short-term sacrifice long-term reward and in this case that reward being growth and there's nothing more rewarding than growth in this case you're going from a season of settling to a season of thriving okay Now that sounds pretty damn promising, but that's what happens. That growth is going to change your life in ways you don't even know or see right now because you're in your comfort zone. And it's not clear until you push yourself out of it. You cannot clearly see the light at the end of the tunnel and what you'll actually get as a result of growth. When you are in that little bubble, when you are sitting in your comfort zone, imagine this. Imagine your comfort zone is when you're on a plane flying through the clouds and you look out the window and you can't see anything. It's just white. That's all you see because you're literally in a cloud. You are flying through a cloud. That's your comfort zone bubble that you can't see through. Because it's all blurry and it's all hazy and it's just pure white and fog because you're inside the bubble. And then finally, you get out of the cloud, right? When you're flying and all of a sudden you get out of the cloud, now you can see the whole blue sky. And you can shortly after that see the ocean or the mountains below you. And all of a sudden, everything becomes clear and so much more beautiful. And then you feel like you can finally take a breath. You feel a sense of relief now that you can breathe again. It's like 
staying in your comfort zone bubble of that toxic relationship or that shitty job is like holding your breath or having something sitting on your chest, weighing it down, making it harder and harder to breathe each and every day. And that's how I have felt with projects and business and different things so many times. And for me, I have a really hard time forcing myself to do things, especially when it comes to work. I really can't force myself to do things just for money or just because it's the job I've always had. A lot of people tend to power through, which I get it if you know you got to pay the bills and that's what you have to do. A lot of people tend to just push through even when they know that it feels off or when they know that they've lost their passion for something. They're like, well, it's what I have to do or well, it's what I should do rather than saying, No, this is what I get to do. This is what I'm passionate about. It's not about what I should or could or have. It's what I get. I am grateful to do this. This is what I love and enjoy doing. If you find yourself shifting from feeling grateful for someone or something to then feeling resentful for having to continue to show up for that person or thing, you know it's time to reevaluate what you're still doing here. If you went from feeling like, I'm so grateful to have this or I'm so grateful to do this, again, whether it be personal, professional, relationship, job, anything, doesn't matter, to then down the line being like, oh, I have to do this again. Oh, they're so annoying. They're asking for this or I have to do that. Whatever it might be. Like I said, reevaluate what you're still doing here in this place, in this moment. Girls, did you know nearly 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? I'd say most of us are guilty of being in that percentage. And sometimes it's not even easy to cancel those subscriptions that you do remember because a company makes you jump through hoops to find the cancellation button. Thanks to Rocket Money, you'll see just how many subscriptions you're paying for each month and they'll make it that much easier for you to cancel too. Between streaming services, fitness apps, and delivery services, it's never ending. But now I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about or letting them linger because it's too time consuming to cancel. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's all about the convenience for me. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, giving me a clear view of my expenses. And if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money helps me cancel. And if you don't want to cancel, Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash forthegirls. That's rocketmoney.com slash for the girls. Rocketmoney.com slash for the girls. Spring is coming. The sun is setting later and later each day. And I just did a massive spring cleaning to reset, starting in the kitchen with my caraway cookware. I just got all my pots and pans reorganized and I'm getting all my new recipes together to ease out of those winter dinners. There's no better feeling than a fresh start. 
With so many collections to explore, there's sure to be a caraway for every kind of cook. I now have a white and a black ceramic set. There's even stainless steel, squareware, and bakeware too. And all sets come with complimentary, easy access storage solutions to keep the kitchen tidy. I had some empty space in the corner of my kitchen counter, so I just stacked one of my caraway sets with the organizers and the aesthetic is just chef's kiss. No pun intended. And not only do they fit perfectly in my kitchen, but they're non-toxic, so they fit my healthy lifestyle habits too. So visit carawayhome.com slash for the girls to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash for the girls or use code for the girls at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. And that's what I've had to do multiple times. I mean, just simply from following me over the years and watching what I do, you would see I've made so many shifts in my content and my lifestyle. I spent many years posting outfit photos daily. I had a literal blog in fashionwetrust.com. Let's not get into it. But I've been posting or I was posting outfit photos and really passionate about doing so. On a regular basis, I would shoot once or twice a week and I would have enough content to last me, honestly, for a month. And I would post every single day and nonstop. Like that was my brand. I was known for fashion and style and all that. But over the more recent years, I haven't done that. And people always asked on a Q&A, like, what happened? Why don't you post fashion anymore? And what it came down to is as simple as this. There was a time where I loved nothing more than to go spend the day in the city running around shooting 5 to 10 outfits or when I would wake up at 5 a.m. to make it to the Brooklyn Bridge to shoot during sunrise and then I would spend the whole afternoon editing the pictures and curating my feed to perfect everything. I loved all that. I would spend hours upon hours emailing and DMing brands all day, every day, just to get them to gift me a couple looks. And I went through so much rejection and I was constantly ignored and whatever else in between. And it was worth every minute to me because I was in love with the process and I was passionate about it. And then over time, I fell out of love. I had a really hard time faking the funk and trying to force myself to work the same way I did when I had that same love. So I would try and do some shoots, but I would just become more and more lazy and disinterested. And it showed. My content went from being high quality and high effort, creative pictures, to being half-assed or just shot inside my apartment. Because I didn't feel like going location hunting to take a picture. And that lack of passion showed through the execution. It showed in my work. There was no hiding it and there was no fooling anyone, even if I thought that I was. And it's not to say I don't still love taking pictures. I do. Just not the constant hustle of it. Because... I I still enjoy taking photos and when I like the way I look and I like my outfit, I always want a picture and I want to post the picture. So it's not that. It's just a lot of my hustle mindset and tendencies burnt out altogether. 
So not only in the content creation way, but even in sales and other business ventures that I would stay up till 3 a.m. working on every day for months and years and grinding until it started to feel like a chore. And then what happened, because I kept making myself show up for things that I really didn't want to show up for, what happened is I started to become resentful. Resentful toward those things. Resentful toward business, resentful toward shooting, whatever it might be. And my entire energy changed. Mainly and entirely, really, because it was totally drained. My energy was depleted. And I just had to come to terms with yet another change in life. Because I believe that we owe it to ourselves to know when we've given something our all and we've had enough. And why I say I had to come to terms with another change in life is because it is sad when you realize you're done with something or someone, when you have to give something up. It's emotional. It's kind of sad. I actually just was watching a reel. I reposted the reel onto my story of a girl saying that she had a photo shoot for a brand and she was like kind of just in a bad mood or almost almost in a way that's like an ungrateful mood. Like she just wanted to rush through the pictures. She wanted to rush, rush through the photo shoot. She's like, oh my God, when is this over? This is taking all day. Like she was starting to get antsy and annoyed and resentful being there. And then she had a realization of, I remember the days where I prayed for this opportunity or I loved this so much and I would just shoot pictures for fun just because of how much I loved it. Even if I had nothing to shoot, I would find things to shoot because I loved shooting. I loved that creative aspect of it. But when you are an entrepreneur or you are a creator, sometimes you eventually burn out because your brain is on go, 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 go mode every single day since it's not a typical nine-to-five job where you can just clock in and clock out, that down the line, you'll notice years later, now you're showing up to do something that you once loved and you're trying to rush through it. You're like, ugh, I don't feel like doing this photo shoot. This is so annoying. It's going to take the whole day. But then it's sad because you can reflect and think back to five, ten years ago when you're like, I hope one day this is my life. I hope one day I get to do it. And then it is your life and you're like, I resent this. I don't feel like doing this. But I think it's fair to say we should live our lives doing what we love at all times, not what we once loved. So that's why I say we have to sometimes accept a new change Meaning we have to sometimes quit something and move on to the next thing. Because just because you loved something and prayed for something 10 years ago doesn't mean it's what you want today in this stage of your life. I think it's fair to say I want to live my one and only life feeling fulfilled and full of energy and loving what I'm spending my time doing. So if this thing is no longer fulfilling me and it's depleting and draining my energy and I don't love spending my time doing it, why should I do it? Why should I keep showing up? So instead, you could reframe your mindset and say, why not 
allow yourself to quit. Quit that job that's emptying your cup rather than filling up your cup. Quit that relationship that's no longer serving you. Quit anything that's holding you back and keeping you in that comfort zone bubble that we talked about. And this weekend, I actually received an email from a client that I had a few months back and I wanted to read it to you all because I feel like it kind of is relevant here and I'll explain why, but she says, Hi Victoria, this is so-and-so, your client from a few months back. I just wanted to take a few minutes to thank you. Because of you, I am finally living life for myself and not how others think I should be living. I have gotten back into reading. I didn't realize how much I missed it. I am out and about more in the world, either with friends or by myself. I treat myself to everything I want without worrying what someone's opinion will be. While I still go through moments of doubt, especially in the dating scene, they are not as often as they used to be. Working with you forced me to acknowledge what I was lacking and where I needed improvement, and for that, I thank you. If not for you, I don't think I would be in the mind space I am today. And while that was an amazing email, and I am so grateful that she recognized me and gave me that gratitude, it all comes down to her getting out of her comfort zone and no longer doing what she should do because of this and that and just straight up doing what she wants to do. Just completely changing and shifting her life into saying, this is what will feel good for me. This is what I want to do. And from doing the work and doing the coaching and really opening her mind to what life is like when you get out of that comfort zone bubble, now she's able to tell me months later, my entire life has changed. I can see the bigger picture. I can treat myself. I can take care of myself. I'm out in the world. I'm having fun. I'm making more time for myself, for reading, for all of these things. And I wrote back to her and I said, there is nothing better than finding yourself again and finding what you love and what feels good to you and what feels right for you. And it's not about history and complacency and comfortability. Sometimes you have to make yourself do that scary thing and take the risks to really find what's sitting on your heart and what's in your gut and what's in your intuition and what's truly going to make you happy. So I was just so happy to get that email because I haven't heard from her or talked to her since our session ended a few months ago. And, you know, of course, when a program ends, they always give me their thanks and I love to hear it, but I want to make sure that there's a change long term. I want to make sure that this is sustainable. I want to make sure that you maintain the same energy that you leave with. So sometimes I try to follow up with people, but then you lose touch and whatever, that's okay. But having her reach back out to let me know, no, trust me, I'm still doing exactly what we talked about. And the way that we left off is the energy that I'm still maintaining to this day. And that's how you're really going to see the change in your life. You have to start something and stick to it every single day and make it become just how your life is. You have to be so mindful of what you really want and keep up with it 
on a daily basis, no matter what it looks like, relationships, friendships, business, anything, self-care, just make sure that you keep up with it so that you're not just making these like rash decisions and saying, yeah, I want a better life and I want to do this and I want to do that. But then it goes to shit a couple months later because you got lazy or because you just changed your mind or because it got hard. Life is hard. Risks are hard. But honestly, it's all worth it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I know I'd always squeeze in a nap when I could, but what about you? Exercise, calling your parents, finishing that book you started. We're always wishing we had more time, but do we know what for? If time was unlimited, how would you spend it? The key to being able to answer that question is to know what's important to you and prioritize it. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can make more time for it. And that's what BetterHelp is here for. BetterHelp can help guide you through all of life's challenges and encourage you to become the best version of yourself. Therapy doesn't only have to be for those who've experienced major trauma. It can even be just figuring out what matters most to you in life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, BetterHelp is the perfect place to start. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient and flexible. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And best of all, you can actually switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if you feel like you want to find someone better suited for you. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ForTheGirls today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, slash for the girls life doesn't happen bi-weekly so why should payday the money you earn can be in your hands today with earn in earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to 100 per day or up to 750 per pay period just download the earn in app and verify your paycheck then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I've been doing a huge spring cleaning wardrobe reset so I know I'd use the money I got from Earnin on my shopping spree. I think according to girl math that would somehow make this like a free shopping spree. I don't know. I don't make the rules. But make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earn in, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download earn in today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the earn in app, type in for the girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For the girls under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, daily max and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. 
Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. And speaking of all of this, let's get into oversaying in relationships. We have a really good Dear Victoria segment for this topic. Dear Victoria, I'm in an 11 year relationship. We have one child together, high school sweethearts that have been through a bumpy road. He's 27, I'm 26. I just feel like I am stuck and my boyfriend is too. He's a smart man and can do so much more, like start his own business. He has so many good ideas, but doesn't execute any. I have been feeling stuck myself and I feel like him not pursuing more of these things is affecting me and making me get into this rut of frustration and I feel like I am not following through with my goals because he doesn't seem to want more and to get ahead in his life. His energy is affecting mine and my personal development in life financially, emotionally, and spiritually. I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss. I have so many ideas myself, but for some reason can't seem to get the motivation to do them. I would love to become a content creator and start doing TikToks. I've even discussed a podcast with my sister, but my environment at home does not make me motivated when he has this energy around him that is kind of negative. Please help. First things first, before I even mention breaking up or you're overstaying, you have to ask yourself one question. Do our problems have solutions? Can these problems be solved? Because in some relationships, your problems have you to a point of no return. There's no coming back. There's no working on it. There's no fixing it. So when you think about your problems, whether it be that you're both not motivated or that he says he's gonna start a business and doesn't, or he has ideas and doesn't, or that you feel like you've lost your way, really think about, are there solutions to these problems? If so, what are they? How can we solve these problems? That right there should be able to help you tremendously because you're either going to say, no, there's no coming back from this and we need to be done. Or you're going to say, yes, there are solutions to this and here's exactly what we can do. Here's the game plan. We need to go do A, B, C, and D to make sure that we recover and solve these problems. Or you're going to say, you know what? These 
problems have solutions. We can solve them, but I just don't think we want to anymore. I just think we're both over it. I just think we're not happy with each other. So that's why we're in this place. We both feel like our relationship has run its course. We have fallen out of love with each other. He's the father of my child, so we will always be in each other's lives, but maybe not romantically, and we just don't want to solve these problems. As a team, we just want to go our own way. So the answer to that question can go a multitude of ways. And say that you answer the question saying, yes, we can solve these problems. Here are things that we need to do. I really think that one of those solutions should be couples therapy. And normally, I would actually not suggest that. I am not against therapy. Personally, I'm not someone who goes to therapy in that way. I have my own coach and my own investments and my own things that I align better with. But I think when a couple, say that a couple is 26 and 27 and they're a newer couple, maybe they're together a few months, a year, maybe even only two years, that's still a relatively new couple. If you're going to therapy that early on in a relationship at such a young age where it's like you're 26 and 27, you have so much life ahead of you, why are you, why are you in a relationship that's having so many issues that you need to go to therapy together? So I would normally say, I don't really think that that is something that should be done. I think that if you're at that place in a relationship, then you should just be with other people. Obviously, if you have to work that hard to be together, you might as well just be with other people because this is still something so new and you guys are still so young. But being that you're 26 and 27 in a long-term relationship, 11 years, and you have a child together, and you've already gone through a very bumpy road, like you said, I'm sure you've had lots of ups and lots of downs, I do think that that's appropriate. Now again, this is my personal opinion. I don't think that there is a one-size-fits-all answer to therapy. I just personally think you've been through so much together that clearly if you guys aren't getting through to each other at this point, maybe having an unbiased third party come in that could help you because I think they could give you tangibles. Like here's the problem and here's a few options of solutions. And I think that going to therapy together could potentially get you guys to both answer what's really causing this negative environment at home that's making neither one of you motivated. Like, yeah, he has so many great business ideas. And yeah, I want to be a content creator. And we want to do all these things. We want to have all these things. But our environment at home is just completely blowing it. Like, it's just ruining it. And I think together, you're kind of struggling to find the tangible ways to overcome that. But I do think that getting a couple's therapist and working through it together might really help you get to the root of this issue and bring things up that you might not really be recognizing clearly but then they start to put things into perspective and ask you certain questions that make you say actually yeah that's that makes sense or yeah that is what's going on now with all of that being said I think that this whole episode already touched on the other alternative which is breaking up and letting go and realizing I may have overstayed because of comfort. I think it's okay to outgrow people. 
It doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean that you don't value them. It just means your relationship started at one stage of your life and in one season of your life, and now you're in a completely different season. If you are 26 years old and you have been in this relationship since you are 15 years old, you said 11 years now, 15. Oh my God, I mean, I'm 28. Imagining myself at 15, 16, 17, I don't even know. I mean, I was a whole different person. I was a completely different version of myself. When I was 15, I got my first boyfriend. And by the time that I was 16, two weeks after my freaking sweet 16, where I literally professed my love for him in front of everybody, he cheated on me. And I was in one of the darkest places of my life because I was so young and so vulnerable. And it was my first time that I kind of loved somebody and he just completely shattered me and the way that I was then versus the way I would be now if that happened it was a completely different person right I was 11 years younger 12 years younger so knowing how I was then and knowing how I am now especially in relationships and having self-respect or just knowing what I want I, I personally could have never been with the same person then that I am with now. That just wouldn't work for me because I am not the same person. Granted, you have a child together. Granted, you are different people. So obviously, what works for me or doesn't work for me is not the same for you. However, it's still safe to say that you are completely different now than you were 11 years ago because 11 years ago you were a child and now you're a woman. So now as you're getting into your late 20s and in a few years approaching 30, it's time to think, what do I really want for my life? Because it's not to say that you're getting old. I mean, you're still so young, but you're getting old enough to say, listen, this is not how I want to spend these years of my life. I'm in my prime. I should be thriving. I should be building success for myself. I should be having fun. I should be having love. I should be showing my child an example of a happy, healthy, loving relationship and showing my child that you can do whatever you set your mind to and you can work hard and have fun and do fun things and you get to be exactly what you want to be. But instead, I'm showing my child that I am really holding myself back and I don't even know why am I holding myself back simply out of comfort simply because this is all I've ever known you have to really ask yourself how much of a priority is this relationship to me at this stage of my life has it completely run its course for me am I still in love with this person or do I find other reasons to stay am I am I wanting to go to therapy and work on things with this person or to me does that just sound like ugh, torture would it be better for me to just take charge of my own life and just do what I need to do and focus on me and remove this relationship from my life I know it's hard to ask yourself these questions I know it's hard to get into that mindset because like you said 11 years together that's like half your life but are you building resentment for this person as you grow with them are you starting to look at them and say like oh I just can't even be around you oh I can't 
take living with you. Oh, you're so negative. Oh, your energy is ruining my energy and all of these things. Like, where are you at with this person and with this relationship in your heart? Because you said yourself, I'm at a loss. He is just completely affecting me financially, emotionally, spiritually. Like, I am just at a loss. I don't know what to do with myself. This is killing me. Like, is this draining your energy like I talked about? Is this depleting your energy? Is this emptying your cup? Because you should be in a relationship and you should be in a lifestyle and have a lifestyle where you're constantly pouring into your cup and so are others around you. A relationship should be adding to you, not taking from you. Filling up your cup, adding value to your life, and serving you for the greater good. Like I said, quit that relationship that no longer serves you. Sometimes that means making the biggest change and getting out of something that is just completely holding you back from living the life that you desire for yourself. Because I know that those desires are in there. Just like I talked about with that testimonial from my client, I knew those desires were in there. I knew she wanted more for herself. She was a successful woman. She loves her job. She was good at her job. It just was everything else personally within her that she really just didn't go for because she didn't believe in herself. And she didn't believe that she could have fun and success. She felt like, yeah, I'm good at my job, but you know, when it comes to friends and going out and recreational fun and loosening up, that's not really for me. But you actually can have both. You can have everything you want. You can have all of your desires. And that's why it fills my heart with so much joy to hear her say, I'm treating myself. I'm spoiling myself. I'm taking myself out. I'm putting myself out in the world. I'm reading again. I'm finding myself. It's time for you to find yourself and really sit with that and ask yourself all of the things that you want. And then recognize, am I getting what I want out of life? Or am I just suppressing what I want out of life because of this relationship? So what I would really do from here, not to make a pros and cons list about your partner, but just make a list about what you want in your life and what you no longer want to settle for. And on these two lists, it should be back next to lists that are next to each other, like back to back lists and just say, here are all the desires that I have. And you could include those things. I want to be a content creator. I want to make my TikToks. I want to start a podcast, whatever it might be. I want to have more fun. I want to do this, whatever, literally everything from A to Z that you want for your life. And then on the other end, all of the things that you want to say goodbye to. I no longer want to be in a relationship that holds me back or I no longer want to live in a negative toxic environment at home or I no longer want to be in this rut of frustration. I want to remove feelings of anger. I want to find some motivation and I want to find excitement, whatever it might be. Just make your list of all of these things, good, bad, ugly, everything in between and identify what works and what you're willing to make space for and what you're not because sometimes what it comes down to is that you have to start limiting people's space in your life and he might go from being your boyfriend and your partner and someone you live with to just becoming your child's father and your ex 
and then you have to live separately and then you don't spend that much time together and you're just little by little making space for different things in your life but that's up to what you really want in your heart can we solve these problems and work on this together or have I overstayed in this relationship? And that is all we have for today. So thank you girls so much for listening. Until next time, girls.